Holy shit. Welcome to the Good Dumps Podcast, episode 11. Point 2.0? No, 3. 3.0, yes. Um, It's been a shit show, and then vacations, and family shit, and work, and we've been trying. <laughs> yeah, no, desperately trying. I mean, we've recorded at least two episodes that got lost in the void somewhere. Um, and that was, you know, that was the Stanley cup. That was parts of free agency. That was, and it, it, it just all fucking gone to nowhere land. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, I know one thing we haven't covered. Um, I know we definitely didn't talk about Matthew Kachuk. And him going to the Panthers. Oh, no, no, no. We, I mean, our last attempt was at least a week ago because I've been on vacation. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't even get a chance to touch on. So, we definitely have... Like, I think that this episode is going to be kind of a catch-up. Just, like, a quick thing. Fucking Callahan is recording on his cell phone right now because it's literally the only time that we have to record. Um... <laughs> I, uh, so we were on my lunch break. Oh, fuck yeah. What'd you say? I said recording on the lunch break. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we so. just wanted to get something out there because we've kind of been MIA. I've been, you know, BSing on Twitter every now and then, but other than that, um, we haven't really existed. Yeah. So, uh, where do you want to start off? Um, I mean, I, I know I send you some stuff and I screenshot a lot of stuff that kind of like, hey, this is something I want to have in my notes. Like, like the most recent one was uh, one I saw yesterday. Only nine active NHLers have played against the Sabres in the playoffs. Wow. I mean, that I mean, it makes sense. The Sabres are a team like I feel like they kind of have this wave thing where they just they're when they're on. That team is ridiculously good. Like they go on like nine game winning streaks, so they'll be like nine and ten or whatever. And then yeah. they just don't do anything with it. I really like that they got Tuck in the Eichel trade, so I don't know. I just they always feel like they could do it and they don't. Um I don't know. I, I like I guess we'll go, like to see them we'll go over some free agency stuff. Um while I pull up some stuff, uh, is there any big things that you were thinking of right off the bat? Well, all right. So the main thing that I wanted to mention in this episode was why we hadn't been around. Like, I mean, I know we already talked about our recording issues because, I mean, quite literally, we had two episodes that one of them was over an hour long. I know that. And the other one, I, maybe 45 minutes. But both of those episodes were gone. And that happened directly after the Stanley Cup. Like, so we missed... A lot of content was created, but it never got posted. And that's really, you know, I it, I guess we could blame us. I don't know. We use a recording software that I blame. Um, and then for me personally, I know that, like, trying to get time to record has been, like, quite literally impossible because uh, the things that happened for me in July, um, I graduated the fire academy, so I'm officially a firefighter now. My 30th birthday was i think last it was two saturdays ago so my fiance threw me a party 
um, the three-day recovery that came after that party. Um, and then I just got back from the Bahamas. Like, my bag isn't even unpacked yet. And uh, tomorrow, no, I'm sorry, today, I'm going to Long Island for a fishing trip. So, like, I just kind of wanted to explain why we haven't really been around because like at the end of the day like we also have jobs and shit too which i didn't even talk about and it's it's hard to find time and then like i don't know if anybody else gets the same feeling but like i can't stand when you like let's say you're doing a an assignment for school right which by the way i'm still a full-time student if you're doing an essay five-page essay type out the whole essay do the references the formatting the whole nine and then you go to submit it and you realize you didn't fucking save it like think of that and then <laughs> realize I where we are i want to throw up thinking of that dude every time that we we've done this twice where we made full-blown episodes and like we're always pretty good at pulling up news articles and being like oh no what's this guy's salary at and like well, sometimes we do that stuff on the fly but we also do some some pre-work some pre-planning prior to the episode so all of that stuff that goes into making an episode, and it all just went away. And especially the second episode that we recorded, it was like, I want to say it was like an hour and 18 minutes long, and then it never got posted. So I called Kala, and I'm like, uh, my guy, whatever happened? Like, are we recording again? What's going on? And he's like, it's gone. I'm like, oh, God. It's an hour and 20 minutes of recording that we'll never get back. So that's a kick in the balls. Um, no, yeah, it sucks. So... That was just, um, I wanted to give like a little splurge of what's going on in our lives. And then the real reason that we haven't recorded and it's got to be at least two weeks, probably closer to three, if I'm guessing. Dude, I think we're going on a month at least without an episode. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised. But, um, you know, we didn't disappear mm. for two years. So I guess that's an improvement. Yeah, so the, the <laughs> it's shortened up from three years to a month, so. Progress is progress. Yeah, that's, you know, um, a little hiatus, that's all. Yeah, and I mean, I've had, I have four kids, I have three of them had a fucking birthday party in, like, this last month, plus my wife's birthday, and other shit that's going on, and, like, uh, back-to-school stuff starting, like, open houses and shit going to that. It's... And on top of work and having to work crazy hours, uh, I had to work, I had overtime out the ass because a co-worker of mine was out, so I had to pick up the slack, and uh, I was working 12-hour days, and I was, as much as I did want to record some of those days, I would be like, all right, I'm going to record, and then i fall asleep without even, like, eating dinner. Yep. Like, I was just exhausted. This is, like, a hobby for us, so it's hard when you have obligations, like, you have kids, and I had vacation, and, like, when and schoolwork, like, when all that shit is already clouding up your your free time, it's so hard to be able to find an, an hour to get away. Easier for me, because I don't have kids, but for you, with your whole clan of children running around the house doing god knows what i mean they've made appearances in episode two you hear them so you know yeah plus plus like another thing that happened is my dog got hurt and so i had to deal with that whole big thing um she's okay right now but all right good she's 
I'll go over that with you in private. I mean, it's nothing crazy. She's alive. She seems to be doing pretty good. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of life stuff got in the way. But I mean, shit, my overall goal for this podcast is I I wish that one day this is something we could do full time. Listen, I, I would love that too, like as a job, because I mean, I think everybody kind of has that dream, you know, where it's like, I obviously fucking love hockey. We both do. And like, even <laughs> like just for, like for this, you know, like this is something that's not like we make money doing it. And maybe someday we make some money, but I just enjoy doing it. I love talking about hockey. I wouldn't be doing this at a bar by myself. Or maybe, hopefully, with somebody else. <laughs> I mean, I'd be doing this regardless. <laughs> I might be talking about. It depends on how much I've had to drink. I don't know, man. If they're doing yeah, two dollar beers, I, like I, I started, dude. I started talking hockey at my wife yesterday. Literally, not <laughs> at my wife. At... <laughs> no, it's and true. I, I was Jonesing. I needed. I needed my G man fix. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker is in here. He's out there in a Corona commercial, fucking sending me pictures oh of clear water and beaches, and I'm fucking sweating my balls off in North Carolina. <laughs> Dude, that I, I we had a great time. A week in the Bahamas, like it was so relaxing, and it was like we did because obviously you go on vacation, you want to like see stuff and you want to do stuff and whatever. And like when we were in like the island we were on was called Freeport and uh in in the bahamas and like the day we got there they had this festival it's called the goombe festival and it's um it's like a I think like fourth of july for them you know what i mean they have this festival it celebrates their you know their heritage and all that stuff and uh that was basically the first thing we did when we got off the plane so we're at this like festival and they got you know food trucks and well they weren't food trucks they were like food tents but um, and that was the first thing we did when we got to the Bahamas. And but most for the most part, like it wasn't very scheduled. We just kind of like, hey, you want to go jet skiing? Have you ever been jet skiing? No. Oh, my dude. Jet skis are the funnest fucking thing. I did not realize how much fun jet skis were. We signed up for the tour rather than just go out and play around on jet skis. Yeah. And dude, the water the day we like for the most part while we were there the water was kind kind of choppy and we were going out on jet skis and i was like a fucking madman like my i was like foot to the ground i mean it's a lever but i was flying up fucking <laughs> waves and oh my god dude jet skis are dope and there's a place down the road that does jet skis by my house like there's no doubt i'm going within the month you know once i get nice. back from long island and shit but we had such a good time. And then it was like we, we we had the perfect balance of being relaxed, but also like seeing shit. So we did touristy stuff, but also like, you know, I read a whole ass book on that beach, you know, like that picture I sent you that you kept saying. That was a very funny joke, by the way. I actually laughed it loud at that. So um, I've when I was in the Bahamas, so I can tell the listeners, um, I was taking pictures of me on this fucking beach chair. And I'm looking out over the ocean, and I got my book in my lap. And I probably did that once a day. That was my streaks. You know, you got streaks on Snapchat. And, yeah, that uh, was that was at least once or twice a day, those pictures oh, yeah. coming in. No question. Well, the, another thing you have to realize is that we didn't have any fucking service there. So it's like I would send it once, and then I would have it fucking load on, and I'd be like, did I do streaks today? I don't know. And I'd send it again. 
but you wouldn't get it until I got to the Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi was towards the building. We were on the beach. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, as I'm sending these out, Kyle texts me. He's like, oh, yo, dude, uh, what time do you, when do you come back? And I was like, oh, we we'll leave tomorrow. And he's like, good, because I'm tired of seeing you chilling in a fucking Corona commercial. <laughs> that got me good. I was like, ah, that's fucking smoking a cigarette. I'm like, I'm done with this motherfucker. <laughs> fucking North Carolina. Sure <laughs> I haven't seen water in three years. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm skimming through some I'm wanting to see what like the latest hockey stuff is uh breaking news from Kevin Weeks a couple minutes ago here uh Kevin Weeks one of the greatest backup devil goaltenders of all time just saying uh I'm told the Anaheim Ducks are closing in on a one-year contract in the neighborhood of seven million for unrestricted free agency UFA defensemen Jonathan Klingberg. Wow. That's a weird one. One year for seven million. Interesting. Dude, dude, think about it. There's all upside there for the Ducks. Sure. Because if they don't start rebounding this season, if they're not going to make the playoffs, they trade him to a contender mm-hmm. and get a huge return. Okay. Uh, yeah, and they can retain all the salary. Yeah, that makes sense. I I just don't know like Klingberg I he must have had like an off year last year because I didn't think I thought he would get a lot more attention like he was I think I think his playoffs were good but I don't think his regular season was on par with his usual um I don't have his hockey DB pulled up right now but I, I actually I just pulled up his stats so I he's been in the league since fourteen fifteen which that surprises me I didn't think he was that old um. So, all right, this is his uh, plus minus. So, first year in the scene, 5, 22, 2, 10, 6, and then it takes a little dip. Minus 10, minus 15, and he was a minus 28 last year. Which, all right, well, consider this. Like, because point production, he had 40 assists. He only had six goals, but, you know, he's a defenseman, so you expect that. He almost had 50 points. Uh, Minus 28. You know, Dallas as a team, like I was never super impressed by them, and they're they're more about like a high scoring offense than a defense. So, like, I mean, he's a big guy. I I think for the Ducks, it's a smart move, but I'm surprised that there's there was an other teams that were more interested in Klingberg. You know, I again, I see the dip. Like, you know, he's going downwards rather than upwards. And it looks, now I'm looking at his games played, it looks like he might have some injury bugs going on because he hasn't had a full season since 17-18. So, I don't know. I think, I I would have expected a, a more of a contender team. Maybe he was looking for a bag, I don't know. Or a prove-me contract, you know, so he can get more money in the next season. Well, he's definitely setting himself up good for this year, I think. Um. Another thing was, I know we ha- we didn't cover this in our, since our hiatus, was Peter DeBoer is now the head coach of the Dallas Stars. Yeah, so they'll have one or two good seasons, and then he'll, he'll get fired after the fifth. Not really uh, impressed with that. David Quinn went yeah. to San Jose. That's going to be bad for everybody involved. I, I like Quinn. He was good in New York. I mean, I disagree wholeheartedly. 
because the second that he left, we made the conference finals. So I always yeah, they get that dog shit team he took to the playoffs. What? It's a very similar team. Like there hasn't really been a ton of additions or subtractions since he's left. Yeah, but what he did and what he got out of those players. He got them into the playoffs, and nobody was expecting that with a fucking team full of rookies and Panarin. Well, at the same time, Gallant took essentially the same squad of guys and brought them to the conference finals. I yeah, with, you, with, with an extra with a year of experience. Okay, I sure, but I I don't know that if we're talking about benefit versus loss. Like, I'm not saying Quinn's the worst coach ever. Like, again, he he got them to the playoffs, like, one year. But they didn't miss the playoffs with that same squad of guys. Like, I don't know. Basically, listen, I don't care who goes to San Jose. I'm not going to like that team. Um, especially now. Like, Brent Burns has been kind of a liability lately. But their contract situation is... Uh, you know Brent Burns is on the pan- uh, is on the Hurricanes now, right? No, that's what I just said. I know that he left. Oh, uh, okay. The, um... What do you call it? The situation in San Jose, at least money-wise, is just, like, there's not really much you can do. I guess with the Brent Burns contract gone, maybe, but I think they also held on to some of his contract. Yeah, they did. So, oh my god, they're still paying Marty Jones, which, that kind of sucks. Um, You know, they the one thing that I really like that they did, now this wasn't in the postseason, this was uh, uh the deadline, they picked up uh, Kapo Kakinen. Which I think he's yeah. I saw they re-signed him. I I heard he's pretty good. I don't really know much about him. I for some reason, uh, he just was not on my radar. So I was telling you this before. I'm a big Karel Kaprizov fan. So I watched a lot of Minnesota games, at least the highlights. Shouldn't say watched the whole game. And uh, the small sample size that I saw of Kakin, and he looked really good. So, you know, I was kind of uh, I'm okay with that. The fact that they got that that might bring. Hopefully the kid flourishes on uh, San Jose. That's probably not going to be an easy thing to do. I mean, listen, I was talking about their contracts before, right? And just looking at defense, right? Eric Carlson and Mark Edward Velasic are your top two guys right now, right? Mark Edward Velasic has had a really bad last few seasons. And Carlson hasn't been good since that ACL injury. I think it was, oh no, it was Achilles. Um, in just Just for the both of them. You have $18.5 million stuck because they're signed for the next four or five years. Carlson, 11 and a half with five more years left. Mark Edward Velasic, 7 million with four more years left. And uh, nobody is going to fucking take those contracts. They're abysmal. And unless San Jose is willing to give up first, second, and third to get rid of Carlson, you're fucked. Because I don't know that he'll ever bounce back from that injury. I haven't really seen it personally. So, salary cap wise, there's like almost nothing you can do. You're fucked. It's it's almost similar to what's going on with um Minnesota with the Parise and Suter contract. You're just stuck with that. It's it's a shitty situation to be in. And they just signed Tomas Hurdle for a huge fucking deal, which I don't hate. But wh- I, where are you getting the money from? You're not even gonna be able to fill your lines. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Um. Obviously, they just hired a new GM, new coaching staff is being put in place. Mm. So it's going to be interesting. Listen, um, if they at a same, I think 
Uh, I think they need to tank a little bit and kind of start the rebuild. I don't think they need to rebuild. I think they need to reload. I think they, I think they have enough in place to, in that division to get them into the playoffs. And once the playoffs start, it just, it really just matters who has the hottest goaltender. I don't think they have the pieces for any of that. I think you you need to nuke it and hope for the best and maybe figure something out. Because pieces-wise, all right, Tomas Tomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, Timo Meyer. The rest of the guys on their team are kind of eh to me, right? Luke Cunning, excuse me, Luke Cunning's a young guy. Oscar Lindbaum's a young guy. They even have Nick Benino, which I didn't know, and I like Nick Benino, but I don't know. Like the rest of their roster is just kind of mad to me. Their defensemen, other than the two that I mentioned, all right, they have Nudavara. I know him. Uh, Benning, I I don't think I know this Benning. I think there's another one in the league. Like it's very unimaginative. Like I don't really nobody jumps out at me. Like oh, this guy's really good. Um. I don't know. I I think if you if you're San Jose, just sell the barn and hope that you can get some picks out of it. Um, because right now, like they're they don't have anything particularly fancy pick wise. You know, they have uh another fifth and another seventh in this year's draft, but that's it. And I'm like, yo, sell well, I I think this trade I think this trade deadline they're gonna start bolstering that. But uh, let's move on from the Sharks. I have a few minutes here before I have to bounce. Uh, there are a couple free agency notes over the last couple of weeks that I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Uh, ma- mainly Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. So it, I heard on the Spit and Chicklets podcast that he was negotiating with New Jersey. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, Columbus popped in, and he took that. And I think the main reason was. He didn't want to do that hometown hero and everybody that he and his mother and every relative blowing him up for shit as soon as he signs the big contract at home. So he picked, he chose to go to Ohio and it's close enough to New Jersey where he's from. And also another thing was it sounded like he really wanted to go to the Flyers. I know he he was a Flyers fan growing up, fucking traitor. Um, <laughs> he wanted to go to the Flyers, but the Flyers just didn't do anything to make cap space to sign him. Yeah, I heard that. And I was very like, really? That it, it, is, it is the dumbest fucking move the Flyers have fucking made in that's, years. That's you have a lot. generational... You have a generational talent that wants to play for your franchise, and you fucking just drop the ball. I hope they end up with the number one pick in the worst. I hope they end up worse than the fucking Coyotes next year. <laughs> I, think I fucking that, from what I heard, right? I read this, and I don't remember where, but what I read was that the Flyers trying were trying to get rid of JVR because that would see that would have freed up seven Gs, uh, seven Gs. I'm sorry, seven million dollars in cap. Because right now they're negative cap space. So they were trying to get rid of JVR to give them some cap space so that they could sign Johnny Hockey. The yeah, they're, 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 uh, the GM's quote was, uh, it's hard moving contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, exactly. fucking JVR isn't Johnny Gaudreau. 
fucking just send them to fucking Arizona. Yeah. For a fucking seventh round pick. And, <laughs> considerations. And a, yeah, future considerations. <laughs> and fucking do something to put your team in. Like, your job is to get your team going in the right direction. And yeah. they they already lost number two overall pick, fucking Nolan Ryan. Or not Nolan Ryan, Nolan Patrick. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, wrong sport. Um, they lost. He was a bust pick. They he had health concerns, and they gambled taking him number two overall. He barely played. He was drafted number two. Nico Heischer was drafted number one. Yeah. So, something. Thank God the Devils fucking picked the right one. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, you see how teams do their work. We saw Shane Wright who was supposed to be the number one all overall pick drop number four to Seattle because wow. of apparently he didn't do well in his draft interview. I think that like the flyers, this is just typical of them. You know, they never really, it never pans out for them. And I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Like for Johnny Goudreau, you probably should have moved earth and sun and, Fire and Especially win. Especially after, after you just lost the fucking Giroux. Yeah. I mean, you know. And, high... and you. Sorry, guys. They ahead. traded and they gave Gothis Bear away to the Coyotes for nothing. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't sure what they tra- what they traded for him. And I forgot our friend Vinny is in my phone contacts. The, the screenshot of the Gothis Bear trade is his contact for him. <laughs> For future considerations. Well, the, I mean, they got Tony D'Angelo, though. Who, uh, now that Tortorella is their head coach, there's no way that doesn't explode into a thousand pieces. Like, everybody knows that Tony D is a fucking asshole. The only thing I could kind of see is that, like, I don't know, maybe he gets, like, a Sean Avery thing going. You know, because no, I actually... actually there's a, there was a uh, minor thing I saw on that was, uh, there's... Somebody in the Rangers organization who I don't think is with them anymore came out and said that that situation isn't as cut and dry as the media made it look. A lot of it was actually on Keandre Miller. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, I didn't, that was one of those situations. I know I mentioned this about the Capo benching uh, during the playoffs, but I feel like that was one of those situations where we're never really going to get the full story. So, yeah, no, we won't. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting enough, but at, at this point, I don't want to fucking know. Especially because if it makes Keandre Miller look bad, that's a problem for me. Because that kid is looking fucking studly. So yeah, especially after what he did this last season. I mean, oh, if he's going to be a, if he's a locker room problem, that's the last thing you need. I was saying to Carrie, like how every time, like you, when especially watching him for the last like two years, you know. Was it two years? Either way. Um, You know, he would make a lot of rookie mistakes, which he's a rookie. That's what happens. That's why they're called those. But as time goes on, you're seeing a lot less of that. And he's I hate when like commentators are like, oh, he looks like a veteran. But it's it's it does actually like kind of fit with him because he does a lot of veteran shit, which I, I think is kind of attributed to him being on the same line as Truba and playing with Truba a lot. Um. I do think that he will be like a top two defenseman. 
I don't know if he fits that way for the Rangers just because they have Lindgren and Fox. But, I mean, in terms of capability, he might not play on the first line, the first D-line, but he's absolutely capable of doing that for most of the teams in the league. So All right, so I we got to wrap this up. I'm sorry, i got to go back into work. Huh. Um, <laughs> like we said, it's a short episode. There's a lot to touch on, so um, we'll probably have a full-length episode out soon. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I just want to end off on one note, and where do you think Nazim Kadri is going to end up? I say he's going to end up in Detroit. I heard some rumors that Boston was looking at him. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go there just because that seems like it would be a good fit for him. He's kind of a gritty guy. And, I can see um, him going there just to say, fuck Toronto. <laughs> I mean, that would be a good, uh, a good idea, too. Um, I, I, I was thinking about like just a quick last note because I know you have to go in for the Matt Kachuk trade. Do you think who do you think won? Because this is a big thing on Twitter right now. Who was the winner? Oh, the you think the Panthers won that trade? Yeah, I think that's interesting. Uh, um, I don't like that they had to get rid of Huberto, but for the quality player and the age of of the of Matthew Kachuk. I think it was well worth it. I think that was a step in the right direction. I think Matthew Kachuk is kind of... All right, here's the thing. Do I think he's better than Huberto? Yes. Do I think he's better than Uyghur? Yes. Do I think he's better than both of them? I don't know. They also gave up a first-round pick. And apparently, I I don't know a lot about this prospect, but the the Schwintz kid, Schwint, whatever Uh his name is. But he's not a nobody either. Like He has some potential. Yeah, no, they gave up a lot, but I, I think they're they got to compete with Tampa. So that's true. I do. so they got they got to fucking risk it for the biscuit. At the end of the day, but, I, I I think that the value that was sent to Calgary was more. Like I think what they sent was worth more than Kachuk was. But I, it, I this is one of those things where like. I could absolutely see we're halfway through the season and Matthew Kachuk is like destroying and we're like, no, no, this was a good play for, for Florida. Yeah. We're, I think, I think over the next couple of years, this is especially people are going to be comparing Huberto and Kachuk for a while now. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. I, you know what? And again, you know, I think we can dive a little deeper into it on the next episode. I just wanted to get your, initial opinion like who's the winner because a lot of people are saying calgary and i i, I do, do you think it's calgary i i think if i was leaning one way it would probably be there but like i said i, I like prediction wise i think if you look at it right now calgary won the trade but halfway through the next season i think you'll probably flip that and then you'll be like no florida florida did better you know what i'm saying so, so kind of like short term florida maybe making out but long term it could work out way better for calgary Yes, I think that right now the trade looks better for Calgary, but I know Matthew Chuck has a, a like a high upside and like a lot of potential. So there's at, all right. I'll say this right now: Calgary won the trade. If everybody keeps their numbers the same way, like if Matthew Kachuk does the same things he did in Calgary, and if Huberto and Uyghur do the same things they did in Florida, then Calgary won the trade. But what I'm saying is, I expect that to change in this season. So. Right now, Calgary is the winner of the trade. But if Kachuk blows up the way that I think he will on Florida, 
then I will change my mind to be like, no, Florida won the trade. All right. Well, that's it for now. Until next time, have a good dump. Good dump. Bring back GM Connected.